grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to our podcast, To Be a Christian, the Anglican Catechism in a Year, where we are learning what it means to be a Christian and the essentials for our Christian faith and lives. Each day we are reading one catechism question, the appointed scripture lessons, and concluding with a relevant collect from the Book of Common Prayer. If you would like to buy or download To Be a Christian, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America, head to anglicanchurch.net slash catechism. As always, we encourage you to reflect on the catechism question and answer as we hear from the Holy Scripture readings and search for points of insight, deeper truth, and meaning for your lives. This is day 106, and we are in the section on the third article of the Apostles' Creed. We are on the 16th line, the forgiveness of sins. Yesterday, we answered, what are sins? Today, we are on question 106, how does God respond to human sin? Today, we will be reading from Psalm 130, Isaiah 1, Micah 7, John 3, and Romans 1, 3, and 5. Today, we will conclude by praying proper 21. Question 106, how does God respond to human sin? All sin is opposed to the righteousness of God and is therefore subjected to God's holy condemnation. Yet God in His mercy offers me forgiveness and salvation from sin through His Son, Jesus Christ, the only Savior. Psalm 130 Out of the deep have I called unto you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. O let your ears consider well the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, were to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who could abide it? For there is mercy with you, therefore you shall be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits for him, and his word is my trust. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all their sins. Isaiah chapter 1 verses 2 through 4, The Wickedness of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children have I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know, my people do not understand. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, offspring of evildoers, children who deal corruptly. They have forsaken the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They are utterly estranged. Micah chapter 7 verses 18 through 19. God's steadfast love and compassion. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. The Gospel according to St. John chapter 3 verses 17 through 21. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God.
St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 1, verses 18 through chapter 2, verse 4, and chapter 3, verses 23 through 26, and chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. God's wrath on unrighteousness. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, and birds, and animals, and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they were exchanging the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women, and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men, and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind, to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. God's righteous judgment. Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on one another you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his only Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Question 106. How does God respond to human sin? All sin is opposed to the righteousness of God and is therefore subject to God's holy condemnation. Yet God in His mercy offers me forgiveness and salvation from sin through His Son, Jesus Christ, 
the only Savior. Proper 21. O merciful Lord, grant to your faithful people pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all of our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.